It's a new season of True Selfie, and listen, God is about to do a new thing in you and through you, so get ready. Over the next few weeks, we will be tackling some deep conversations about being used by God. Are we really where we're supposed to be in our relationship with Him? I don't know about you guys, but I want more. And if you're like me, then these next few episodes will completely wreck you like they've wrecked me. So we can laugh together. We can cry together. I don't care if we even point fingers at each other. We're going to have a good time, but I want to leave you with this verse. In Isaiah 43, it says, verse 19, look, I am about to do something new. Even now it is coming. Do you not see it? Indeed, I will make a way in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. Listen, tune in, buckle up. Let's get ready to go. It's a new season of True Selfie. Oh my goodness. I am just so excited to be here with you guys this week. We are talking about expectations. So welcome in to your selfie fam. It's Brooke, your host. Let's get ready to expect God to speak to us today. Now, I've always heard it said, um, expectation is the birthing place for miracles. And so if you're in a season where you are, have been praying and asking God for your breakthrough, for your miracle, um, can I tell you, and I want you to be encouraged and hear me today, listen, it is just around the corner. We're going to learn about expectations today and where we place our expectations. Um, I'm somebody who has, who has, and like actually like even growing up have always been this way, but I have very high expectations. I think high expectations are okay because I feel like you can, um, you set the bar kind of high and, um, which is great because it gives you a lot of room to run at, but then also there's always that letdown moment. And I've had a few of those and I'm going to share a couple of them with you because I know you guys can relate. And, um, I think it's important to understand that expectations, um, can let you down if you're placing them in the wrong source. And so I've always told my kids, Um, just recently I've had a conversation with my daughter who, um, is 13, but I believe was 12 at the time. We were like, um, it had to be around her birthday. I'm assuming I can't really remember all of the details, um, of the conversation, but what I do remember is the conversation that I had with her in the car. Um, there was, it was around her birthday and I'm thinking that like she was, setting this expectation, um, of me to do something for her, um, like surprise her. And I, she had never like spoken about it, that this was something that she wanted. And like I said, I can't even remember what it was, but it was just something. And I remember her noticing that she was really, um, like discouraged and down. And so I remember being in the car with her and I remember having a conversation and I'm like, you know, what's going on. And through the conversation, I began to learn that she had set an expectation for me, um, to do something and surprise her. And I had no idea, like she never communicated it. She never like threw hints that she wanted something like I, and made me feel bad as a parent that I wasn't thinking about what she was wanting. And then I was like, hold up. (laughs) 
And I began to have a real conversation with her because I remember being her age and I remember placing these expectations on people, on um, just boyfriends at the time that they needed to do these things for me. And I never communicated them. I never dropped hints. I never did anything, but I placed an expectation on people and wrongly so put all of my hope. And then when they didn't come through, um, I got let down multiple times and I know you guys can relate because we're human and we've probably all been there at different points in our lives, but I had a real moment with my 12 year old and I said, listen, I am sorry that I let you down. I am sorry that I didn't like proactively think about this thing. And like I said, I don't even remember what it is now. So it was a very small thing, but to her at that point, it was a huge thing. And so I just remember telling her like, I'm sorry, I let you down. I'm sorry that you put such a high expectation on me. Um, And I had a real conversation and just said, like, please don't place expectations on people. Um, And then because in the result is what's going to happen is you're going to get let down. And I don't want you to get let down. So be careful where you place your expectations. And that's kind of where we're going to bring this whole topic in today because I know that I know that I know the Holy Spirit spoke this to me, that there are people that are placing expectations on people, on man, on your friends, on your parents, on your husbands and wives, you're placing expectations on your children. Some of us are placing expectations on our bosses, um, on our pastors or our ministry leaders, and you've set the bar so high and you're placing, um, your, your thoughts and what you want on them. And God is saying that is not where you are to place your expectations. And we're going to learn that. Um, the scripture says it, very plainly in Mark 10, 27, it says, Jesus looked at them and said, with man, it's impossible, but not with God, for all things are possible with God. And so we have to be super, super careful about where we're placing our expectations. We cannot place them in our husbands. Here's a super funny story. Um, I remember it was in our old house, our first house. We actually lived in an apartment for a year when we first got married and then we found our house. And so then we moved into our house and it was pretty early on in living in that house. So a few years into our marriage, um, I remember Christmas, it was time for Christmas and we had this big, beautiful, like 10 foot tree, um, placed in front of our huge windows and, um, I had it decorated with like this gold and red, big, like thick ribbon, like the width of the ribbon was just, it's just monstrous. And it was just a beautiful tree. One of the most prettiest trees. And I remember, um, that year sending Jesse a email of like five things that I really wanted for Christmas. And I was so much of a control freak (laughs) that I put the links on it and I put my sizes like all the husbands and that are listening, like that is a dream come true. If you get a list from your wife with links, with sizes, like how much easier can it get? Right. And so that's my, that was my thought. I'm like, Oh, this is going to be so easy for him. I have all of these options. I put them in order how I wanted them. So if he couldn't get like the first two, cause of whatever the case may be, there were some other options. And I sent him the email and, um, Christmas morning came <laughs> and, 
um, I, he was so excited. He was literally so excited. I remember he was being so romantic and he put, um, the gift that he got me inside the tree. It was just in like real far back and it had been there for a while. I think, I think he placed it there a few days before Christmas and I just never saw it. Like that's how much it was hidden back in the tree. And so he was like, I hid it in the tree for you, your presence in the tree. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. Okay. So I go over to the tree and I see it and it's a black, small box, like a, what a ring would be in. And I had sent him a ring that I really wanted. And, um, I was just getting so excited and I get it out of the tree and I open it and it was not the ring that I wanted. It was like, (laughs) it was not even close. The, um, it just, it bless his heart. It was just wasn't, it wasn't an attractive ring. It was, um, it was made out of like metal, um, not like, you know, white gold or like horsing carrot, like, like pretty dainty metal. It was like metal and it, it had, um, like rose leaves like that wrapped around your, your finger. And then like in the middle was like this really big white pearl. (laughs) I've never worn pearls. I've never, I don't, I don't even have pearls. Like I don't have a pearl earrings, necklaces. And if you love pearls, I'm so sorry, but pearls just aren't my thing. And so I remember opening the box and just being so let down because my expectation of what I had set for him to fulfill, he just did not do it. And so as funny as the story is, I was really like, upset. I was like, dude, I sent you links. Like, how do you mess that up? You know? And in the moment I was super mad. Um, but now it's like a hilarious story that we talk about. I sent the ring back. I don't even know what I got in its place, but it was fine. Um, but that is what Mark ten twenty seven is talking about. Like we cannot place our expectation with people. Our expectation of what God wants to do for us is impossible. Like there's no limits and it, it can only be done with God. He will only meet our expectations um, when we place those expectations in the true source, which is Jesus Christ. He is our hope and he is who we have to place our trust in. And there are people who are listening or who may listen at another point in time and you have been placing your trust in the wrong thing. You have been expecting things out of people not correctly. Like it's not, you should, you should not be doing that. You should not be placing your expectations or your hope into your husband, into your children, into your job. We have to understand that those, those things are temporary. They're going to come and go. Feelings are going to come and go. Emotions are going to be high. They're going to be low. People are going to let you down. So do not place your expectation on man, place it in God because I'm a control freak, you know, and people who have that type A personality, like your girl, um, we tend to like want to control things and we want to under, we have to understand that we can't control, um, other people. We can't place an expectation, um, because that's how we want it to be. That's usually where expectation comes from is that we have this control mindset that we want it to be this perfect thing. And it's going to be that, and it's so high that 
man can't reach. And so God wants us to expect the impossible from him and him alone. We're going to read um, out of John 11 today. And we read out of this story for, I think it was last week or maybe the week before. My um, headphones just about fell off my head. Um, but it's so powerful. And there is a sense of expectation that we see in the story of John 11. So this is the same story about um, Lazarus, right? We are going to pick up in verse, so John 11, verse 15, actually verse 14. We're going to do verse 14. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus has died. Okay. So this is already, um, so we've already seen Martha and Mary kind of reach out to Jesus and let him know like, Hey, um, you know, the person that you love is ill, right? Lazarus is getting ill. He's, he needs a miracle, right? And so they reach out to Jesus and, um, Jesus is like, we're just going to stay at this place for a couple more days. And, um, then they, Jesus literally says, tells his disciples and says, listen, Lazarus has died, which I find absolutely amazing because he's Jesus. He already knew Lazarus died. He didn't need somebody to come tell him. He knows. And, and it says, and for your sake, I am glad that I was not there so that you may believe. Can I just pause for a moment right there and just say, God is glad that you may feel like you're in a dry area or a wilderness season. Okay. Jesus is not with Mary and Martha at this point. He is not. Okay. He's apart from them. And so his response to the disciples, and he's like, and for your sake, I am so glad I wasn't there. And I'm just like, Jesus kind of is excited about not being where he's needed because he knows what's going to happen. He knows what's about to unfold. And we have to understand sometimes when we're in seasons where we feel like we're alone, where we feel like God's not moving, where we feel like everything that we are expecting, he's not doing, right? We're expecting our marriage to be restored. And right now in this moment, I want to just rip off my husband's head. <laughs> like we're expecting to be married, but right now in this moment, I'm just not seeing any like potential <laughs> Christian women or men coming at me. Right. Um, I'm expecting to see a cancer free report, but right now I'm getting dealt with radiation. Right. So we're expecting God to do something, but we're in a season where everything around us looks like it's not going to happen. And that's where Mary and Martha are. They've, he's already dead. Right. And so they're getting to the point in their walk where they're like, Jesus isn't even here. He doesn't even care. Does, does he even know like what's happening? Lazarus has already died. Like he's too late. Um, I feel so alone. I just don't see how anything's going to happen. He was supposed to come and heal and here I am staring at a situation that is lifeless. And let me encourage you, my friend, today that if you are staring at a season of lifelessness, if you're staring at death, if you're staring at a bad report, 
If you're staring at your kids moving away and you're in a season where you feel like you're alone, there's no one there. um, Can I remind you that God is glad that he's not right there in that moment with you? Why? Because he knows what is just around the corner. And that is where our expectation has to be birthed from because expectation, um, it is, we, expectation involves a trusting relationship with God in order for us to be able to expect things from God. We have to trust him. Do you trust him in order to expect things? We have to have a trusting relationship with God where you put your belief system plays a very important role in creating your expectations. When you're expecting, Expecting something. It involves trust. And we have to trust him that he is going to come through. Because I can look back on many times in my life, my friends, where I, in the moment, life was hard, right? I, you know, there are areas of my life and seasons of my life where I went through where it felt like God wasn't there. I couldn't see him. I couldn't feel him. Everything around me was death destruction, hopelessness, okay? That's all that I saw. And in that moment, it didn't feel like God was with me. But in that moment, Jesus, I can just hear him saying, like, I'm glad I wasn't in that moment with her because I'm about to be in this next moment and I'm about to do the impossible. And that's what happens is Mary Mary and Martha only saw healing. They expected Jesus to heal Lazarus. But Jesus saw resurrection. And that's the difference is we have to understand that God sees the end goal. He sees the bigger picture. He sees what's going to happen just a few short days down the road. Or he sees what's going to happen in a year. He sees the big picture. And in order for us to expect, we have to trust that all things are going to work together to the good of those who love the Lord. And that's what happened here. We can harp on Martha all day long and say, oh, she just wanted Jesus to heal Lazarus. She just wanted a healing. Jesus wanted resurrection, but Martha just wanted healing. She didn't expect enough out of what Jesus could do for her. And we can narc on her all day long saying that. But can I just tell you, at least she was expecting. And that's where we have to get is we have to be expecting expecting because expectation is the birthing place of miracles. And if Martha was not expecting him to heal, he may have been late in her natural eye, but Jesus was like, I was glad I wasn't there because I knew I wasn't going to heal him. I was going to resurrect him. I was going to call him out of that grave. And I was going to make a spectacle of the devil and show the people around how miraculous, how impossible it is when you trust God. And that's what we have to get to expect for great things, but then leave room for God to just surprise us. And that's what happened on that day. Jesus came and he surprised them. He like, I can just do the emoji where the, you know, the brains are like blowing out, like their mind blown moments. Surprise, let God surprise you. Don't expect him to do things. So, um, like, picture perfectly and how you would imagine it expect it but then say God I I expect from you to do something here in this situation but I'm gonna sit back and watch you surprise me 
I'm going to watch you blow my mind. That is where we need to be in our expectations, not placing them in man, placing them in God, trusting that he will not only um, do what we've asked, we expect to receive, but that he's going to just surpass all of what we expect out of him. And so my friend, I know um, you may be in a season of hurt or betrayal or frustration or lifelessness or hopelessness. You may be in a season where you don't see God moving. You don't feel him moving. You don't see anything working towards where you know you want to be in life or where you know God's called you. Can I tell you, it's in those moments that God is growing you. He is equipping you. He is making you ready for that moment where he's just going to be like, I'm just going to blow your mind, right? I'm just going to blow your mind. Ephesians 3.20 makes it so clear to us. And it says, now to him who is able to do above and beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. God can do above and beyond what we ask or even think. So don't be nagging on Martha here, my friend, for expecting a healing. She was expecting, and that's what matters. We have to expect God to do something because it says that now to him who is able to do above and beyond all that we ask or think, all that we expect, right? He is able to do more than what we expect, but we have to expect. We have to have an expectant heart. So let us be like David in Psalms 5.3. And when David is here and he's like, in the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I plead my case to you and I watch expectantly. Can we just trust and believe that God has the best for us, okay? He can do the impossible. Can we not place our expectations in man but can we place them where they rightfully belong? And that's the source of God. That's the source of the Holy Spirit. Putting our trust in the one who can do the impossible, who can do above and beyond all that we ask, all that we think, all that we expect. Because, you know, the, the realistic approach to what we're talking about is that there are some people who are in relationships with either friends or you may have a relationship with your parents or your in-laws or there may be just be a relationship that's close to you and that you, you know, the proximity is very close and you may have been betrayed, you may have been hurt, um, you know, a friendship gone sour, a something has happened, you know, because we've placed our expectation in man and God's like, place it in me. And we may be saying, you know, we just need to cut ties. We need to shut the door. We need to walk away. You know, we need to build a wall and, and do all of this. But God's saying, that's your, that's your expectation. And I'm glad that you have an expectation, but let me surpass it. Where you see walking away, where you see burning a bridge, you know, where you see whatever, I see restoration. I see bringing it 
to where it is fruitful, a relationship that is fruitful to where other people who have walked through it with you saw the hurt and betrayal, but now they see the fruit that's coming out of that relationship. And so where you saw this, I see this. I see restoration. Maybe some of you have, you're a single mama or you have, you know, kids, young kids, young toddlers, right? And you're just struggling. <laughs> like I've been there. I have days where I'm just struggling. And I've even caught myself saying this. Okay, that's why I'm saying it to you. But I'm just like, can I just get them to where they're 18? Like, you know, the, my expectation, God, is to just make sure that they're alive, they're breathing, um, and they are a self-supporting person and a, an adult at 18. I just want to get to where they're 18, God. <laughs> that's my expectation. That's what I'm putting my hope in. But God's like, listen, you're trying to like just get them to where they're 18. Just, you just want to make sure they're alive. And God's like, I'm trying to birth the next Billy Graham right here. And you're just whining and complaining about having to raise a kid. If we knew the end goal, would we be stewarding it differently? And that's where we have to remind ourselves if we knew where the relationship was going to end and we saw the fruit from the hard labor, how would we act now? Some of you may be thinking about starting up a small business and you're like, I just, God, I'm just expecting this little small business just to cover my bills. Um, cause you know, it's just tight right now and this will just kind of help, you know, cushion us just a little bit. Great. God's like, great. You're expecting that but let me blow your mind. That small business is going to be a large corporation and you're going to be paying bills of other people, hundreds of employees. You're going to be writing paychecks to like, that's what I'm talking about. He sees the big picture. We see now in the moment, the present, the alone time, right? When everything seems hopeless, when the bills aren't getting paid, when we're fighting with our friends, when we're arguing with our spouse, you may just be saying, God, I just want to get out of this mess. This marriage is just, it's not what I expected. You know, I had all these high expectations of where I thought this man was going to love me properly. And now he's just let me down and I'm just over it. My expectation is in the wrong thing. Your expectation needs to be in Jesus and to our hope. He is the only one who can take an impossible situation and turn it for good. He's the only one that can breathe life back into your marriage. You're thinking about walking away, but he's like, let me just, let me restore that. You know, you're constantly having marriage trouble. Maybe that's because the enemy knows that you're going to have a thriving marriage ministry in just five years. And he's trying everything he can to just place little things in your lives to where you're arguing about stupid stuff. You're just constantly at, at war with each other. And he knows that in just a few short years, you're going to be speaking life into hundreds, if not thousands of marriages, giving them hope, giving them um, birthing new ideas and thoughts into their lives and, and placing hope into marriages that are crumbling. And he knows that's going to unfold in just a matter of a, a few short years. And so now he's just placing little things in your way now to try to get that from not happening. He doesn't want you walking in victory. He doesn't want you walking in purpose and plan and your destiny. 
And let me encourage you, place your expectation in God and God alone. Stop placing it in people, in titles, in jobs, in your kids. Place it in God. Expect God to do something for you. And then I want you to be like David. You know, I plead my case to you. I've told you every single morning, God, you hear me when I pray. You hear what I'm saying. I'm pleading my case to you. This doesn't make sense to me. I don't see how it's going to happen. I'm just real confused. I'm in this moment and I don't feel you. But I watch expectantly, knowing that you are going to come through for me. You know, just set your expectation, my friend. Place it in God. And then I want you to watch. Okay? I want you to watch it. And then I want you to be surprised because that's how good God is. He loves to surprise us. As parents, we love to surprise our kids with things. That's the whole, like one of the main um, enjoyments other than obviously Christ's birth but the enjoyments of Christmas is we get to see the look of the surprise on our kids' faces. And that's what God wants to do for us. He wants to surprise us. He wants to blow our minds with things. So don't give up. Maybe you need to sit down over the next, you know, couple of hours when you can get to a place of, of um, quiet time or maybe in the morning when you're doing your study and maybe you need to sit down and say, God, this is what I'm expecting of you. You hear my expectation. I'm pleading my case to you, God. And now I'm going to sit back and watch it happen because I believe and I trust in who you say you are. You are able to do above and beyond all that I expect according to the power that works in us. Let's pray. God, I thank you. I can feel your sweet presence in this moment and in this room. And and as these words came out, God, I had notes written down, but sometimes I I write notes just to keep, keep me on track. But God, you just spoke so strongly. I could feel it so strongly that there was someone who needed this more than what I, what I even thought. I could feel it as I had heard as you had like placed it on my heart over the last few days, but I didn't understand the depth of it. But there is someone who has been placing their expectations in the wrong thing, in the wrong people. And they're constantly getting let down. And like I was with Kendall, I just said, I'm sorry I let you down. You know, I'm sorry that I let you down. I'm human. And we have to understand that people are going to let us down, not because they don't love us or care about us, but because we're flawed. <laughs> We are flawed human beings and we mess up and we make mistakes. And there are people that need to forgive. There are people that need to forgive other people right now that are listening. You have to forgive and you have to move on and you have to start placing your expectations in God. God, help me to place my expectations in you and you alone. So many times I can place expectations on my children and they always fall short because they're kids. I can place my expectations on Jess and he will always, not always, but sometimes he's going to fall short. Remind me my expectations can only be 
placed in you because you are my hope. You are my provider. You fix everything. You are the God of the impossible. I trust and believe that when I place my expectations in you, you will exceed them. You will surprise me. You will blow my mind. It will be way better than what I could have ever thought or ever dreamed of. And I thank you, God, that you care about me, that you care about us, that you want to surprise us. So we are watching expectantly to see your promises fulfilled because you do what you say you'll do. In Jesus' name, amen. True Selfie fam, it is Brooke, and I just wanted to take a minute and thank you so much for listening to our episode today. I wanted to let you know that there are plenty of ways that you can support this podcast. What you just did right now is supporting it just by listening, and I just want to say I appreciate your listen. But there are other ways to support by sharing on your social media platforms, leaving a star or review from wherever you are listening from, or you can financially support, whether it be through clicking the more featured tab, you'll see a link that says support this podcast. And that gives you the flexibility to do small monthly contributions. That's right. As little as 99 cents. And you can also support through my website. It's brookgunther.com by clicking the donate tab where you can do one-time contributions or monthly contributions um, that are accepted through PayPal, or you can use your debit or credit card. However you support, I just want you to know that I appreciate you.